To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Wow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy. Ah, yes. Hey, if you're listening via audio only, you might hear a familiar voice. That's because we got Samuel on the track. Yeah, uh, so all three of us are in this Zoom call. Man, this Hold on, wait, I've got something for this. <laughs> oh, sick. Okay. Nice. Uh, so Samuel's out there with his Star, Star Wars uh, sound effects board just ready to fire. Um, I've got three that I've actually downloaded. I just airdropped them to my phone and played them in the microphone. Bow, bow. It is super jank. That's okay. We're figuring it out. That's part of the process. Hey, we're figuring out a thousand ways not to make a light bulb or a podcast. <laughs> uh, so we're making it through. Uh, but we want to stay consistent and it's better. It's more about putting out content and it's the, the content that we're putting out is, is still, I think, fun stuff. So the, the quality will get there, but the content is still coming out. Um, so, good thing. Huh? That's a good thing. <laughs> Hey, there are people counting on us. <laughs> the people demand. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's gonna be at least seven views on this tomorrow, guarantee it. <laughs> um, so uh we wanted to kind of uh catch up and touch base with Samuel and see uh how his life up in the great beyond in Oklahoma. Is that what Oklahoma is that a picture of Oklahoma behind you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to scale and everything. <laughs> to scale, right? that's so funny. Yeah, no, things have been great. I've been super freaking busy. Um, but it's it's all <laughs> watch in language. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. There's just a lot to learn, a lot to do. Um, but I get to do stuff like today. I was playing volleyball with a group that I played with when I was in college. So, um, that's cool. Yeah, that's stuff that I I get to do all the time. So um a lot of challenge a lot to learn i know sam was really busy because the other day he sent me a video of uh he had bought some new supplies for youth group and he had to make sure that the kickballs or dodgeballs were up to snuff so (laughs) off the dodgeballs so i we had had a meeting we have a weekly planning meeting every week and i was they were talking about like when we do new stuff we want to test it out beforehand to make sure that we're not just like figuring it out on the fly and i was like well we better test out this dodgeball for quality control. So, or we bought a new kickball. And so I uh, made a Jackie Moon free throw shot. Nice. With a kickball first try. Nice. I have it on, I have it on a uh, security camera footage. So I was like, I'm sending it to everybody. Pulled the security footage. I pulled, the, I, I logged in and I pulled the security footage from two angles. Cause I was like, they have to see it. Cause I made it one more one time before in my life and nobody was there. So nobody believed me. Sick. Nice. Well, so um, I've got a, a witness and video footage. Yeah. It's been, it's been very busy for, for each of us. And, um, and so we've uh, got some up and coming stuff as far as uh, figuring out videography things. Um, and so this was kind of a, our other stuff kind of starting to fall through. So this was our last resort to have zoom but hey if uh zoom solves covid then it can get us through this week's podcast <laughs> I don't know what's uh so um what do y'all think about that new strain that new d strain or whatever oh man we're all gonna die eventually My i name. hope that this is the strain that causes the zombie apocalypse honestly oh, sick because <laughs> I, got, I got i got enough uh you got uh, enough ammo? I got enough ammo and weapons to take care of at least my neighborhood. So I have enough ammo at my house to do that really sad ending to the mist where the guy kills everyone <laughs> in the primary <laughs> <laughs> Oh 
I remember you guys made me watch that movie in high school, and I was like, and that's how it ends. I was so upset. Um, so I guess uh, today is going to be a little bit of a different episode because um, typically we do a weekly review of, of uh, new stuff. Um, but I guess we're going to let a few things add up a little bit and kind of see where things go. And uh, full disclosure, it's my fault, guys. I haven't watched Bad Batch and I haven't read the new comic and I haven't finished the book. It's my fault. All right. So we're going to talk about stupid stuff because I'm dumb. Hey, we didn't want to put that on you, bro. So it's me. I'll own it. I'll own it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Where's the where's the pointy hat? I'll wear it and I'll sit in the corner. Um, I'll look through the slit of the box of shame. We've got the uh, the uh, rising storm. We're we're working through that. I'm really enjoying the book, though. I'm only halfway through, but I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, Marcion Rowe, I think, was a super cool character in Light of the Jedi, but he got so dope in like the last couple of chapters, yeah. and I think that momentum is carried to where he's like less of a figurehead and more of somebody who's got like big plans and ways to compensate for like physical or um any other kind of weakness where he's you know got one of his right hands who's like uh, a doatin just like a freaking huge so he's not going to beat him physically but he has ways to like compensate for that um so i think it's cool that they have kind of this in-game boss character and i love him i think more than i've loved any villain since i read thrawn for the first time nice. so i'm just really really excited where they're taking him oh my god yeah i think he's a super cool character i also like his voice yeah dude i freaking love it uh, the audiobook i love marcion Rowe. dude everything sounds like he's the crippled guy from <laughs> the freaking uh what's that freaking show dude oh my god god the one freaking bad guy is the dad oh my god not from the middle oh not from the middle yeah the, the kid is he's in a wheelchair right his name's stevie yeah <laughs> stevie's way worse bro he just sounds like maybe he's got like laryngitis galaxy no but he's super cool um i'm freaking here for it i think it's a really cool voice because really cool stuff that we'll unpack once we get there i just want to unpack a few things a week and then have nothing to unpack when we're done yeah, yeah. So, well, I, yeah, I think the cool thing, though, is that when you have a voice actor who's really prominent, so you've got Mark Thompson, right, and he does a lot of the voices. And so when it comes to, like, B and C role characters, a lot of the time, they'll have kind of almost the same voice. But I think it's really, really cool that he pulled a new one out of the hat yeah. for Martian. I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah Martian's a very cool character. Um, I really want to know, it's... I would like to see some concept art of him without the helmet. Yes. Because uh, his physical description is really unique. I would like to see. It It almost makes me think of uh, 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 the Grisk is what it makes me think of. Because they've got gray skin and he's got like really deep black eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he sounds like an Alphar. <laughs> that's yeah that's a deep cut let's talk about an entirely different universe for a second uh, but i i do feel like uh martian's plans go deeper than denial yeah they're definitely yeah no i think he's freaking sick um and he seems to be i mean you're further sorry do you want to talk no, no i i was just saying i i keep there's there's things that keep wanting to say that i don't want to give it away to you or to the viewer if we're not right gonna... right right well it's like i'm i'm like halfway through the book at this point and he's like really kind of walking the line for somebody who's not really force sensitive, kind of messing with those sorts of things, it seems like. So uh, I'm just interested to see where they kind of take that storyline. Yeah, it's a very interesting, interesting, interesting concept. Some things that he's doing. Uh, Don't ruin it for me. I'll never forgive you. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that time that I accidentally ruined uh, Han's death for somebody who hasn't seen The, For the Force Awakens? Well, how long after the movie came out did you say it? It was like in January. Oh, this, Wait, of this year? No, 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 no. Oh. January after it came out. Oh, okay. Oh, dang. Oh, okay. But yeah. we went like, it, I, we had all of Christmas break, right? And so we went like as a group to go see The Force Awakens in theaters at the big theater that I took you guys to when you came to visit me. And he was like, I haven't seen this movie yet, but he was a big, he's kind of a big Star Wars fan. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Han dies. You know, like I thought he was joking. He's like, I really haven't seen it. I was like, Han doesn't die. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
Oh my god. And I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad. I thought he was joking. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, let me ruin it for you. Forgive. Um, when I was at the time when we when saw it back in 2015, I was a youth pastor, and this kid texted me, Han Solo is betrayed and murdered by his son, Kylo Ren, before the movie started. Yeah. And that's when I knew that kid was going to hell. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm kidding. Uh, so, actually, today we were going to speculate a little bit about upcoming projects. Um, so, it's July and it's mid July. So, it's, you know, we're real close to August. So, we've got, let's just say we're close, let's just say we're in August. Um, so, the month of August, September, October, November, and then we don't know when in December of 2021, but um, let's just say five months. We've got five, five and a half months, maybe, uh, until Book of Boba Fett comes out. And stoked. so, um, man, there's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. Um, as stoked and, as I am for that, dude, I am so hyped for Kenobi. Oh, 100%. So. Oh, definitely. Well, that's the thing is that... Um, well, it's like you and I are kind of opposites on that, right? Because Kenobi is my all-time favorite character and Boba Fett's yours correct so you've got content that you're gonna like for your whole life be excited about i've got content that i'm for my whole life been excited about right so it's very exciting either way one of the reasons that i'm well i wouldn't say man i don't know i don't think i'm more excited for boba fett than i am kenobi but i will say one of the reasons that i feel like it's more overdue is that we have like six movies of obi-wan content already and we're finally gonna get what boba fett is due not enough He's finally going to get his, his the right treatment, hopefully. And so, um, dude, and then Robert Rodriguez, said, who directed The Tragedy, which was Boba Fett's like triumphant return when he gets his armor back and he's just murking everybody. And yeah. he said, uh, all killer, no filler. That's how he described nice. Book of Boba Fett. Hey, I'm here for it, man. Uh, I think one of the biggest crimes that Lucasfilm has committed in my mind was the D Squad arc, which I know is George's favorite arc, and I I don't understand it, but it's like such filler to me mm. compared to like some of the other like really strong arcs. So I'm excited for the concept of a show that has like no filler. Yeah, well, um, Tamura Morrison said that he filmed seven. He months. was really hype about it. Yeah, yeah. Seven it was so months. seven months. Jeez. Seven months of filming, and he. Uh, he deserves, you know, the credit too because he played Django and then just laid low and was like the best. You know, he's very much in that same stratosphere as Ray Park of like fan favorite, but also so kind to the fans. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's there's uh, there's actors, especially for things like this, Star Wars and Marvel and things like that, that are kind of in that genre mm-hmm. where for those fans, you're that character right that's what you signed up for or not you know what i mean right well i think that's one of the coolest things about ewan mcgregor is he like leans all the way into it even i mean like he was like a very prominent character as well but like uh watching long way round when he's on that he's just on a like a chill trip with his buddy ride motorcycles across the whole planet right and then he plans in that trip like to go to a hospital in russia to like raise kids I raise money for a children's hospital like is showing up as obi-wan that's freaking sick that's so cool yeah yeah and so it's kind of the same thing is that like he just really like dove into that and he's yeah. he's just been that guy um and so it's cool to see him get his chance again um, yeah i really really would love to see in the kenobi series if they um you know it's funny i was telling you guys the other day now that i've seen some clips of uh revenge of the sith in animation style from the beginning of bad batch and mm-hmm. now that i've seen um it's fan art but it's like photo real versions of some of the characters from bad batch right um i told y'all i just want them to make all the live action stuff <laughs> into animation and all the animation stuff into live action that's um, funny so when that's the awesome. kenobi series was first announced i was like well they've they've kind of got to include the mall thing right and I was thinking, is that like a waste of an episode or a waste of us uh, of a uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes of this series? There's it's a limited series. Is this a waste to have the showdown with Maul if we've already seen it? And mm-hmm. the closer we get, the more I'm like, it's not a waste. I need this. 
Um, so we'll see. I, I yeah. hope that they let. Um, I hope that they let Ray Park do it. That'd be sick. I think. Yeah, I think it'd be dope if they did the same thing they did for Solo, where they had Ray Park do the mocap and they had Sam Witwer do the voice. Yeah, that'd be raw. I think that was really inventive. I think it was very cool because, especially because it was leaning so much into um the mall of the clone wars that they would have that voice rather than the voice of the phantom menace right um i think it was just a really nice touch well i don't even think ray i think ray park didn't even do the voice for the phantom menace he did the he um he was there but all the speaking is i can't remember his name it's a different guy though is it really i didn't know that for years and years and years but it is yeah Hmm. um okay so for book of boba fett the thing that i've heard around the interwebs is that um they're revamping kind of on the down low uh to start mando season three but that once they start filming here pretty soon it's going to be like uh all gas no breaks and they're supposed to uh supposedly they're supposed to air mandalorian season three uh spring of 22 so i don't know if spring means may you know what i mean but march right how crazy would that be, huh? Yeah. Uh, what direction do you think they're going to go with it? It's hard to Cause, know. Because um, so much of the show has been, you know, Mando taking Grogu, you know, wherever he belongs. And now they're kind of separated for the first time. I think like, we're going to see the liberation of Mandalore. Do you think so? That's the, I, that's, the, that's the, you know, whenever we first were like, can they bring in Boba Fett? No, that's too, that's too much. That's too big. Hey, yeah. can they bring in Ahsoka? No, it's too big. Can they bring Luke Skywalker? No, it's too big. Yeah. Uh, I refuse to believe anything. I think that, man, if they want to try and time travel back with the Avengers and stop Thanos, <laughs> is there, they're going to do it. I, I, There's yeah. no journey too big for Din Djarin at this point. Well, and I don't think that's even the, the thing. I just think that um, in my mind, it's not even the size of whatever narrative they're going to want to tell. It's just going to be that this is going to be very divergent from what we've had to date because the main character may not be the main i mean it, it was all about mando right but then it was so much about baby yoda and everything that uh mando did was kind of directed by whatever you know grogu was kind of had a leading of the force or he's following leads yeah. you know just in contacts and different individuals and so he's kind of passed that torch along so we're going to kind of see um who i i think we're going to see who he's found that he he is after that journey well that, because that i thought too is is you have you have two full seasons of him taking this child wherever he needs to go. Finally, he right. gets there, like you said. But then now he's he's on his own. He's back to, to being by himself mm-hmm. or if he picks up another hitchhiker right. or whatever the case is. But yeah, now we're back to just him himself. What's going to happen? So is it the whole Mandalore thing? Is it more stuff with Boba Fett? I mean, it, it's... Dude, I could 100% get down with like Starsky and Hutch... Boba and Mando style, just these two freaking bad to the bone characters. I totally think that would happen. They walk in trying to talk to Bo Katan, and he's like, We don't need these. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, freak those girls. I think that would happen if uh, there wasn't already the Book of Boba Fett series. Right. You know what I mean? Betrayed by the country they love. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool. And One uh, man. And who knows, like, the thing is, he's got the freaking spear. He's got the dark saber. He's got he's set, dude. He's freaking full Beskar armor. Like he's basically Mandalore at this point, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like what there? That has to be the thing. That has to be the the next thing. And in Legends, Boba Fett became Mandalore, but it was not. Um, now that there's this other character, that it makes more sense, and the storyline has changed. The storyline used to be whoever was Mandalore at their, you know, on their deathbed, they would name their heir. Mm-hmm. And that that's what happened with uh, with Boba Fett. But that's not yeah, the-, the narrative's kind of changed here. And especially like even the idea of uh, what it means to be a Mandalorian. You know what I mean? That's changed so much. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like kind of the idea of the philosophy of star wars in general has changed so i'm like halfway through uh comic number six and there was the scientist that had the question you know does is gear not suffering from anything physical or uh even metaphysical is it possible that he just had a crisis of faith 
that led him to kind of like his severance of connection with the force. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that's like a brand new idea that like lack of belief in the force could cut you off from it, even if you're, you know, midi chlorian positive. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting yeah, ideas being introduced right now. There's a lot right of um, a lot different concepts that are going out about the force and Mandalore and all that stuff. Uh, man, I really wish that they would pull in Karen Travis to talk about, you know, dude, I'll tell you this, nobody before- She gets inside the head of the clones really well. Yeah, nobody, not anyone. Uh, before the Mandalorian was a thing, nobody broke down not just the clones, but Mandalorian culture like Karen Travis. Nobody. Uh, and so it would be really cool if she got to just at least, I don't know, it would be cool if she got to contribute, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. That would be sick. Because, man, the teams for those things are so broad and so huge. Sure. You could just be a consultant. Hey, for three hours, we sat down with Karen Travis and got in her head about what the Mandalorian culture is about. Yeah. Take my day. Um, Why the freak not at this point, honestly? <laughs> you know what? I just real I was just talking uh, the other day and didn't realize this, but apparently Cassian's show is coming out before Kenobi. And there's not a specific timetable for either of them, but that Andor will come first. I'm like... Which means neg- Ahsoka is after Kenobi, which means it's like far future. I'm like negative three hype for Andor. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Same. Cassian is not an inspiring character. To- he's, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I yeah, like him in the movie, in it, right? So in Rogue One. Two. So I was like, what are you doing here? What's the point? Yeah. yeah. Watching Wallace and Wallace. Grummet's like, <laughs> not there. What are we even watching the show for? Uh, I mean, for real, though. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just, I guess it's going to be like his backstory? Well, I mean, we uh, know when he dies. <laughs> Right. Yeah, he's a he's a spy for the rebellion. So I'm sure we'll get the background treatment. The one cool thing is, uh, we've we've talked about it before, but supposedly Cassian's life begins with him as a separatist against the Republic. Like he grew up a separatist, and so mm. it would be kind of cool to see that side of things. I always love stories that um, I don't need to like. I don't I don't care if we get the background of like why Sauron is bad or why he's justified. Like, I know that that's like, you know, that's kind of the thing right now is like, help justify the villain. I don't care about that, but I, I just want to see, it would be cool to see uh, things from the other side. Like, remember we watched um, Clone Wars. And Dirty Hands Dooku. It was, yeah, Dirty Hands Dirty. Dooku. And uh, I watched that episode recently, like on my own time. And, I was, and she's like, I sense Dooku's Dirty Hands. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and me both sister it was just uh i wasn't like moved by their point of view but it would be cool to see like an average human being going through life and being like this is the right republic needs to be taken care of here's my one beef with that is they tried to do that with the sisters in the clone wars and then they dragged them into bad batch and i hate them yeah but cassian's different i hate them Cassian's like, I feel about them like Kevin Malone feels about bald people. I hate them. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, dude, I can't remember their names, honestly. I can't either. That's how much I hate them. I never cared to learn their name. There's like five episodes of content that they're in. Hate them. You ever feel like, um, you know, there's two sides to the Star Wars fandom where there's like the people who are like, episode doesn't even exist in my head. That's that's not canon to me. And it's, Yeah, I mean, it's canon to me, but I hate it. Right. No, no, no. I know. But I'm saying there's those people. But then there's this other side, which are kind of like Star Wars apologists that are like, all Star Wars is good, which is closer to where I'm at. Yeah. I think that sometimes we get, it gets so far down that side of things that even when things are admittedly not great, they're like, people will be rude about, I guess you're not a fan if you don't like those sisters. And I'm like, I just, they're, I don't like them. That's just, yeah. Do it. And, I talk to people, especially because people are like just getting to know me where I'm at in work in life. But the my reputation of a star being a Star Wars lover precedes me a little bit. And so the you know, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? I'm like, Revenge of the Sith, next question. And they're like, that's not the best Star Wars movie. I was like, Yeah, that's not what you freaking asked me. Ask me which one's my favorite. 
And so it's like. Also, I welcome your arguments. <laughs> I love, I, I genuinely love the prequels. So I'm not the kind of person that's just going to hate on Star Wars because it's popular, because that's like the least popular opinion in the world to have right now. Yeah. But I. Just I the people are like, well, that's not the best one. I would love, I welcome your average plebeian argument about which one you think is the best. <laughs> Yes, join me amongst the bourgeoisie and we'll have a heightened discussion about what the best Star Wars film is. Please test me in my horde of Star Wars products in my house that I frequently argue with my wife about in my hundred audio, audible audiobooks and my four credits that I bought extra so I can have plenty to just shell out anytime oh a Star Wars book comes online. Please argue with me about Star Wars <laughs> right now. Yeah, but my point is I'm not a person who hates Star Wars because it's popular, and I'm not a person who loves Star Wars because I'm contrarian. I just hate those sisters. Can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hate them to death. If I could go into Star Wars just to do one thing, I'd kill them both. Oh my God. If I was in a room with those sisters and Hitler, and I had a gun with four bullets in it, I'd shoot each of those sisters twice. Oh my God. <laughs> um okay so one thing that is kind of in the far future as far as star wars projects uh but probably the thing that uh tickled my fancy the most when we did the whole uh why did you do this that's so rapey my fan that's my fancy tickled. tickled yeah <laughs> um the thing that diddled my fancy the most the one that twisted my fancy the most uh <laughs> the one that flicked my fancy uh, oh. was obviously i'm sure i think you agree was the acolyte yes um and so i feel about the prospect of the acolyte the opposite of how i feel about those sisters you love it i love it so if much. I could do one thing in star wars i would not kill the acolyte um <laughs> so join him the 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 <laughs> director or producer i want to say the director of the acolyte said that her um her first exposure to star wars and like the thing that she loves the most about star wars is the phantom menace uh which i was like you have a fan i am listening uh but she says she's taking that i don't know what she means by this but she says she's taking that mindset um into the acolyte i love and that so, so much I'm wondering what that means. I think and you have. What, <laughs> dude, what if, what if it's just a bunch of like kid Anakin? What if, what if, and you just going around like asking people questions and they're like, no. And he's like, I think you have. And that's the whole show. Yeah, I think you have to light. Yes. Um, so, what do you think that means? Like, what if you're a director and you're thinking, I'm taking the Phantom Menace into a star wars series about an upcoming sith character what does that mean it um darth maul because darth it's yeah you want to do something new and fresh yeah i think that if i had to interpret that statement um i think the thing that tpm has that's unique is the kind of balance of um exploration of the force because there were a lot of things introduced in that film yeah. that were hitherto unknown and it also has a pretty strong influence of the political aspect as well yeah. um which if you've read Plagueis you would know and um, I know that you have but um that's a really strong theme in kind of the cultivation of the call of the dark side which is like the political machinations that kind of fuel the ambitions of the dark side right that it's not just like you're super powerful it's that you're powerful and you have influence um i think that's kind of a unique theme that goes throughout the phantom menace hey so i got a i got uh, uh an idea okay prophecy mm -hmm. so it says uh leslie headland will write executive produce and serve as a series showrunner the show will focus on the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era Sounds very Plagueis to me. What are the chances that Martian Rowe is Plagueis? Zero percent. All right. We'll see. Um, 
I just know that, um, I don't know, it depends, honestly, it depends on how much of what's in Plagueis they want to keep, right? Because we don't even know at this point if, sorry, go ahead. We don't even know at this point if um, Plagueis is even immune anymore, you know what I mean? Right. Or if Tenebris is even a Bith. If that's the case, I think but it very exists. Yeah, right. So, but like what I'm saying is if that is the case, if they want to keep those things in line, then it's very viable that this could be a Tenebris taking on Plagueis sort of thing because both of those yeah. species live five ever. Also, um, my real question, I was joking about if Marsha and Rose Plagueis, but um, I do um, wonder if Marshawn could show up, yeah, um, tie stuff in. I think it's going to be more along the lines of the Drangir. Uh, the the Nihil are very much, um, they're not that kind of threat. You know what I mean? They're much more of a naturalist threat. Huh? Trust me, you're not that kind of guy. You're not that kind of guy. You're not that guy. Um, but I think that the Drangir are a very unknown uh, kind of using the force, but we don't know how yeah, finish kind of the threat. comic reading. Finish the comic you're reading, and then we'll talk. <laughs> I've gotten to the place where they're in like the the nether. Yeah. Um, the um. Yeah, the very last page. But you know what I mean. It's kind of like uh, that's the unknown. Yeah. And well, uh, I don't mean the Nihil necessarily because I totally believe that Marcion Rowe wants the Nihil because they're they're a big group of people that'll do what he says yeah that there are means to an end for him yeah so that's what i'm that's what i'm wondering it would be cool just as a tie-in even if it's just in passing even if it's just like and it's marshawn Rowe. i don't care i, I could know. very much see him however pairing um with the sith initiative especially if the drinker become a threat to him personally um because we know from uh into the dark that the Sith uh, were basically the ones who kind of worked to imprison the Drangir to begin with. Correct. So it's yeah, I just am wondering very up in the air right uh, now. Dude, I, I would love to see Marcion Rowe on screen though. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, I, I would love, you know what I would love? I would love a visual dictionary for the higher public because there's a lot of animal species and things that they're, yeah. that they're introducing. That are very cool uh, sounding, but there's no there's and even like characters there's like right. characters of this thing, like there's the archivist for the Jedi Temple yeah. and he's like a freaking Jello. Yeah, he's like a it's like Flubber almost. He's wearing like a spacesuit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I love to see that species. Yeah, I, there's a lot of really cool. I I just love how inventive it's gotten. You know what I mean? That it, it like when I first got into Star Wars, everything, it's like when you play a video game for the first time and you open up like the icons menu and everything looks so strange and it looks, or like, uh, I remember the first time I was playing Red Dead, like the map was so big, you know what I mean? And there's so much to, and that's what Star Wars was for me. You know, there were like all these species I didn't know and all these characters I didn't know. And I've kind of gotten really familiar with, you know, like I'm reading Star Wars and somebody's a chagrin and I know exactly what that person looks like but now they're coming up with new things that are inventive and it's just a little outside the box I freaking love it I'm really enjoying it what's up remind me what a chagrin looks like uh that SOB that works with Palpatine what's his name uh the blue guy with the four horns yeah Masamita yeah that guy can eat a nut freaking hate that guy hey you know that girl um the the one that's on the other side that's always like real pale looking and she's like this yeah fly more um she is a part of uh okay so war of the bounty hunters remember that comics book that i was telling you was coming out mm-hmm. so it turns out it's like a cross-platform thing and i've read about 15 comic books so far that tie into the story from like the darth vader line the star wars line the bounty hunters line the this 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 mm-hmm. and fly more is part of like this dark council that wants to overthrow vader and then the emperor and uh so yeah she's definitely gonna die in the next probably what's today monday she'll (laughs) die in a few days when i get the new comic that's funny man uh okay so high republic 
not going into the book in depth just yet, but of the characters that are like the main characters between Bell, Elzar, and uh, and uh, what's the other homeboy's name? Stellan, who's your Stellan GS? Oh, I'm Elzar Man all the way. Um, I think he is. I, I just think he's a really cool character and he's very out of place for his time. Um, yeah. He's to me, he's like the Qui-Gon Jinn of the High Republic. He's the one that's trying to probe the force and see how it exists outside of the typical bounds, the way that the Jedi would see it. Um, I think that he's like a, he's a younger, less, uh, less wise Qui-Gon. Yeah. I don't think he's but as naturally powerful. wise as Qui-Gon, but he's, Qui-Gon. He's incredibly powerful, and um, I think he has good instincts. And I, you know what I mean? Like he, it's like he follows the flow of the force a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Avar's on a whole other level to him too, as far as a Kirk. Yeah, right. yeah. I think I think that's also one of the coolest things about the High Republic is um, them talking about the distinct ways that each of the Jedi perceive and interact with the force it's like a unique relationship that they each have that's freaking cool to me you know what's cool but that i'm kind of waiting on is i guess we won't know until we're getting close like okay where's the story going and what's the overall like uh where's the story gonna end Mm -hmm. um that's why i wonder if like is the acolyte gonna tie in and be like the last high republic tie-in yeah that thing that would be cool like an on-screen thing that kind of brings everything else to life it would be sick if we got to see like the drink gear on screen that would be freaking cool mainly because it's so hard to really envision them in uh still animation you know what i mean hear them say meat on screen yeah meat 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 i know that we can have some meat what if that's what they sound like yeah in my head they sound like orcs yeah but what if they sound like the little orc instead of sounding like one of the urukai when are we gonna have some meat fresh meat um so that would be cool but uh dude the thing that i keep waiting on that i'm like like mr incredible is uh is every once in a while yoda gets teased and everybody's like, you know who's crazy and powerful as freak? <laughs> Yoda. But anyways, and then they point with what they're doing. There's yeah. something later in the book, you're not there yet, but there's something later where, you know, there's some kind of conflict or whatever. And they were like, if only Master Yoda were here, if we were so lucky. But another day, blah, 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 they're going. And I was like, oh, oh no. Anyway. Yeah, I he was going to come in and do the whole Wild Wild West host. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it, man. I think they're going to take the opportunity to hint at him and, you know, give him a little bit of mystique. But I don't, I think he's too much, I think he's too highlighted in regular Star Wars for it to have any place here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Obi-Wan's highlighted in Star Wars more than Yoda. He's getting his own show, so. I think it would be cool. I, I totally agree. I think that they need to stay away from him for now, but I think it would be cool in that almost like the way that Vader is in Rogue One, it would be sick if at the very end he shows up and kind of shows out a little bit. Yeah, that'd be freaking sick. I'm here for it. Um, I'm trying to think of how far away you are if you've encountered something yet, but I, I'll ask you. Don't, just, don't risk it. I don't want to know. Risk it. Uh, any final thoughts, though? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, let me see. Uh, okay, a character that you want to see in each of the upcoming shows, and they can't be overlapped. You can't be like, I'd also like to see this character in this show. So a character from The Acolyte, Cassian, Obi-Wan, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, oh, season geez. three. Um, Rapid fire. And then you go next and I'll go last. Acolyte, I want to see Plagueis, uh, Kenobi, Hayden Christensen's already confirmed, but I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Okay. Um, Book of Boba Fett. I don't really know what direction they're going to take it, um, so I don't really have any expectations as far as what I would like to see. I'm just I'm I'm here for the kind of Boba Fett that was displayed during Mando. Yep. Um, what was the next one? So Cassian. 
Ahsoka and Cassian. Um, Ahsoka, obviously Thrawn. Season three. And Mando season three. Yeah. Um, Mando season three. If we get any more Luke Skywalker, I'm all the way here for it. And uh, Cassian, uh, I think it'd be. Well, that's not gonna happen because it's early rebellion. I was thinking it'd be cool to see some more young Solo, but um, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of like cool, influential people that are early rebellion. Uh, Mon Mothma's there. Um, I would like to see her done really well. You know who you might see is uh, Krennic or Tarkin. Ooh, I would like some Tarkin. Can I say Tarkin, please? Okay, mm -hmm. so for Cassian, I'll say Tarkin. Yeah. That's the mm -hmm. thing that I like to see. Um, him or Krennic, I'd be happy. I like Krennic. A lot of people don't like Krennic, but I like him. Um, Crosshair would be someone that I would like to see in Cassian um, if he doesn't die in Bad Batch. Uh, okay, Kenobi, I would love to see Darth Maul. Um, or let's see who's someone else. Um, if I could see in Kenobi, if I could see Asherod Het, I would be happy. But we'll see. It's a it's a long toss, but <laughs> it'll I, never happen, man. I said crazier things before they happened. So, um, all right, Mandalorian season three. Um, hey, you know who you should want to see in Book of Boba Fett. You know who? Who? Kudar Mubat. Kudar Mubat. Um, let's see. Okay. It's so fun to say. Darth <laughs> would be cool. Um, or Asherad had Mandalorian season three. Um, Omega? Omega? Would be interesting. I don't think she will, but she'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, It'd be a very cool crossover. Maybe just other, just, I want to see like, maybe like Chewbacca or something, something like that. Dude, Grown Omega would be like what, uh, what's her name with the spray paint? The chick that's always spray paint in her armor. Oh, Sabine? Yeah, she would be like what Sabine is supposed to be ideally. Yeah, correct um that'd be sick i'd be all the way here for it let's see yeah i mean i guess you could probably see sabine in later seasons of mandalorian mm -hmm. um no thanks <laughs> okay um it's supposed to be rapid fire bro what have I, I i can't remember what i've said and what i haven't said ahsoka is obviously thrawn book of boba fett i would love to see uh boss or dirge or cad bane Ooh. Give me some okay. more Cad Bane, please. I can, almost, I can almost guarantee we're going to see Boss because we're going back in time. It's a nice hat. It's a nice hat. Uh, my dream would be to see Boba Fett kill Cad Bane in live, live action. Or to see Boba Fett working with Darth Vader. Like some of the Bane's supposed to already be dead by that point, no? Yeah, but the, the show's going to go back in time. The show's going to see... It's going to be a highlight reel for however many weeks we get to ride the wave of the legend of Boba Fett. It's the book. It's not, I, I think that so far we've been thinking, oh, it's from the end of Mandalorian season two on. We'll see some of that, but I think we'll hear the tales. Okay. Uh, do you have any more left? The Gospels. Did you hit them all? Um, did I hit them all? Did you say Acolyte? Oh, okay. Acolyte is Plagueis, obviously. Plagueis. Obviously. All right, Adam. Not to be that guy that says you took all my answers, but uh, uh, <laughs> Plag Plagueis for Acolyte. You're going to be that guy in a group discussion be like, uh, to piggyback okay. off of what Josiah said. Y'all, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll say if I can see the Dream Gear or um, if I can see Martian Row live action for the Acolyte would be cool. I'm not saying- getting, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But that would be <laughs> sick. Um, what if they got Mark Thompson to do the voice? That would be excellent. I'd be here for it. I'd be all the way here for it. Ride the storm. Uh, what were we talking about? So we said Acolyte, Acolyte was Plagueis. Plagueis for sure. Ahsoka? Um, uh, 
I'm I'm kind of in between you guys. I like I know Samuel doesn't really care for Ahsoka that much. I, I do, but I don't. So I, I don't mind. I, I actually want to see Ahsoka a little bit more. Uh, she was kind of annoying in uh, Clone Wars, but at the same time, I I like what they did in Mandalore with her. In I don't so. dislike her. I think she's overhyped. I, I can agree with that, hey, but I still want to see more of her. What if we got to go back in time and uh, see a little Plo Koon action with Ahsoka? Ooh, that would be sick. That could be good. I freaking love Plo Koon. <laughs> I would love for um a to, to visit the world between worlds and maybe see some action in there i'd be here for that ezra's gonna show up that that's kind of what i was what i was thinking was like ezra and thrawn i'd lo- i would if that happens I'd, I'm, i want I'll for thrawn and ezra to be best friends <laughs> i want for thrawn to eviscerate ezra and his stupid staple gun lightsaber <laughs> Um, what what other shows? Uh, Cassian, I, I I really don't have a lot to be hyped for other than the possibility of Tarkin. Right, right. That's kind of where I'm at. If I'm, I got to see Tarkin do hand to hand combat, I would do unspeakable things. <laughs> um, Book of Boba Fett. My biggest thing with Book of Boba Fett is when they maybe not necessarily a character, although when we talked about Omega and them. I don't know. That's a possibility. That would be sick. sick. But I want to see how they're going to do this. They said that this is going to be gritty and dirty and stuff like that. Like it's going to be a little bit more uh, above the normal Star Wars level. So I don't know. Is it directed by Quentin Tarantino? That's what I was thinking. Like Quentin Tarantino or Zack Snyder, just something over the top, blood and gore. You know, I don't know. Sick. Uh, Okay, Kenobi. Um, Darth Maul. Like, I mean, he's... Darth Maul would be... I would love to see Darth Maul. For sure. I'm not afraid to be out there with the uh, far-fetched desires. What's, what's you know... Is Darth Crate asking too much? <laughs> I nope. think um, at this point, maybe so, because nope. okay, I don't think he even officially one exists anymore. One that's more realistic, okay? I would love for another Jedi who is in exile one Quinlan Voss mm-hmm. with Tatooine, which he already knows about because he's been there before. I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. I love I love everything that he does. Um, it would be cool to see him have a little bit of a redemption there because he kind of yeah. leaves on really bad terms with the Jedi. Well, Obi-Wan does a great job of hiding, but if anybody, like Quinlan Voss's abilities... Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's absolute beast at tracking. Beast. Like handcrafted, right? Like if there is someone who will find him, it would be Quinlan Boss. There's like he he would be like hand picked to find Kenobi. That's literally what he did for the Jedi. So do you think that we see Vader hunting Obi Wan? Um, I really don't want them to do the whole thing where it's like. You know, we've always assumed that's the last time they saw each other was on Mustafar. I don't think that's going to happen because Ben's in one place. So it's going to be a very unentertaining game of cat and mouse because Ben's never going to leave the homestead. Right. And it's just going to be Vader like, back to the drawing board, you know, like, yeah. Check another planet, I guess. You know, it'd be cool. Well, it would be cool if he was just going from place to place and you kind of, Vader was like a side character that you followed as he was hunting Ben before he just gives up. Something like that. Yeah, I would love to see some Vader. Um, I would love to see more of the relationship between um, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor on screen. I loved the kind of display of brotherly affection that we got. My question was, are they doing flashbacks with him or is he supposed to be Vader? We don't know. Okay. So like officially they, we don't know. It doesn't make sense to me to bring in Hayden Christensen to do the suit. To do suit. That doesn't make yeah. Sense. Well, and that's what I'm thinking, but at the same time, they could be doing something where the suit's off a little bit and he's <laughs> in his meditation chamber and you see scarred Hayden Christensen. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but I would prefer to see something of a, a flashback and interaction. Yeah, yeah. I, I I could dig that. Definitely. Sure. Or dreams. Yeah. 
something like that. Visions. Uh, okay, I'll give you one for Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy Any Qui-Gon I can get. And then Darth Maul, personally. I, I can get behind that because we've gotten a lot of extra Darth Maul. We've gotten like very little extra Qui-Gon. And I think Qui-Gon is... First person to communicate from beyond the grave because of the Force would be... Yeah, he's... A game changer. Very underrated, in my opinion. It, the seeing Maul show up like in Rebels would be dope. But for Qui-Gon to come back from beyond the grave... If you have a scene where you're in Ben's hut and Yoda is there via freaking some kind of crazy like what do you call that the uh what do you call it when you can travel like the astral plane astral projection astral projection if you can if you can see yoda do that because we know that he's communicated with obi-wan from across the galaxy that would be sick and to also see like if they can make a way where like either the voice of yoda is there or maybe he's there in like some weird form like almost like a hologram and then you see the force ghost of Qui-Gon, and those three could be communicating. That'd be sick. That'd be real that's sick. To me. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Well, uh, that's about all the time I've got for Absolutely. this episode. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. This is the first time we've all three gotten to do an episode together where Adam's just not saying something from off screen that you can't hear. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And Welcome so, to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. May the force be with you always. And remember, the only family you have here is me. <laughs> what was that sound? Um, Sounded like a little cap gun from this angle. Okay, well, it's playing off of a speaker into the microphone, so cut me some slack. I'm trying a new platform. Can we hear it one more time? <laughs> It just sounds like <laughs> you guys. Know it sounds it. a little better on my end. You guys know what it was. We'll see you next week. Take care.